Previously on Roll for Initiative, after meeting Jaeger, the dwarven reinforcements sent by the Order of the Keepers to assist our adventurers in their quest to destroy the Chaos Armory, Aryan, Zimner, and Zara set out to explore the surrounding jungle while they waited for Rosaline to finish making preparations for the trip to her brother's favorite hunting spot. The trio discovered the location of the base, but quickly returned before doing any testing of its defenses to hold up their end of the bargain with Rosaline. With the hunter's brew prepped for an opening that night, the four set out on a trek through dense vegetation. As they stumbled into a clearing filled with angry animals, a fight ensued, nearly killing both Zimner and Rosaline. Now, as our adventurers nurse themselves back to health, we find them startled by the sound of more rustling in the bushes to begin this week's episode of Roll for Initiative. So, you all uh, have just... Finished this fight with an owlbear and some boars. Um, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure everybody went ahead and maxed out their bacon rations there. Um, uh, so how long did it take to cut up the boars and make them into rations? Oh, probably about an hour. So I would say probably. Can I take short a short rest? rest? Yeah, I would, I would probably say short rest is happening. Okay, for, uh, for everyone song of rest it. for everyone who lost hit points, which is just me. Never mind. Um, so while you all are carving up these boars to turn into <laughs> to foods for yourselves. You hear rustling in the underbrush, um, and through the opening into this clearing that Zimner hacked just about an hour or so before, comes Leon in his typical full sprint with his arms out, running at all of you, all of your party members, and some person you've never met before. Zara, will you, Zara will you help me with this? I can't get through it. I need your help. You're oh. better with this than I am. Oh, yeah, I got you. Walks <laughs> over, takes the knife, right? Mm-hmm. And then just... I'll pull. Okay. <laughs> Not very discreet, are we? Leon! <laughs> Thanks for finally showing back. up. Mm. Uh, who's this guy? Bacon? Who is she? <laughs> uh, Friend. Hi, I'm, I'm Rosaline. Uh, Leon, since you haven't seen this woman before, um, this is a human woman, kind of moderate height, golden hair... Stunning green eyes, lean and fit, strikingly similar to the appearance of Commander Cadriel. Ah, he's intrigued. Well, hello, fine maiden. Oh, I forgot about this part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hi, who are you? Oh, pardon me, I'm Leon, Leon Elton. He's he's with us. Oh, okay, (laughs) yeah, okay. Uh, he was off. Well, I just kind of got my, my ass kicked a little bit ago by some pigs. They're all over here on the ground. Bacon! <laughs> I'm sure he'd love to kiss it and make it better. Um, I'm kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Not so, half bad, Zimner. <laughs> three luck points, sir! I'm maxed out. Okay. <laughs> I was... I'm, I'm leading them to where my, my brother's favorite um, hunting spot is because they're, they're going to help me try to figure out what happened to him because he disappeared a while back. Well, I can help you too in more ways than one. What are All we, right, I think it's time the, we head out. Um, okay. Yeah, where is this right, we'll catch spot? up later. Zimna's going to walk up to Leon, um, you know, kind of quietly, just like, 
Hey, Leon, I was thinking, you know, you're trying to find the perfect woman to marry you or to start a life with, and what better wingman than the most charismatic one in our party? <laughs> Me. I will be the invisible fishing line that hooks them, and you can just reel them on in, fillet their skin off, cook them up, and eat them for supper. That is disgusting. <laughs> that is terrible. Metaphorically speaking, that is. I mean, you, you do have in, invisibility, but uh, I don't like no, eating women. No, but I can women. be your wingman. You don't like eating women? Just think about it. I'll, I'll be your wingman. I'll just walk away. <laughs> My tail just like swishes him on, on the ass. So y'all set out again, following following Zimner who is hacking his way through the underbrush, but under the direction of Rosaline, who is helping figure out where you guys need to go and kind of giving him directions. Um, and after roughly half an hour or so of continued walking past that clearing and battle, um, you guys emerge into another smaller clearing. And the I'm going to give you a very short description of this clearing, and there's a reason for that. I will explain it after. The description that you get of this clearing is, um, in the center of the clearing, there's a small tent. In front of the tent, there is a fire pit with a log for sitting on next to it. There's a large carcass that lies next to the tent, and a corpse of a humanoid lies a few yards from the fire pit. You guys emerge into this clearing, and Rosaline goes, Well, uh, this, this is it. This is where he usually likes to hang out when he's out here hunting. I haven't looked around here any. Y'all are welcome to to take a look around here wherever you want and uh yeah i guess that's i guess that's all i got to say about that so now the reason i gave you such a short and generic and not so great description is because we are in our first mini mystery um your goal here is to try and figure out what happened there are four locations that you guys can kind of investigate those are the entirety of the campsite so this whole clearing the fire pit inside the tent, and then the area immediately around the tent on the outside. I have several different things that are essentially clues that you would find at each of those locations based off of checks that you're making. The goal at the end is for you guys to score high enough on an insight check to be able to actually figure out what happened that night. Um, you'll get like an XP reward for it, and then there will also be a cutscene where you guys, like as players, will see what happened that night. Assuming someone style. beats that score. For each clue that you guys find, that will be a plus one to the insight check at the end. And it doesn't have to be, like, if Zara finds a clue, that is a plus one for everybody when they make it at the end. That's wonderful. Also, before we get to the, the ending of things and we make that final insight check, I will have each of you basically make a guess of what happened that night. And the closer you are to the actual thing, the easier it will be for you individually to beat that insight check. I'm not going to tell you exactly how that works, but you want to try to get the best story that you can. Um, if you end up having something that's very similar to someone else's, that's totally fine. But whatever idea that you come up with by the time you all decide you're done searching for clues, or by the time I say, yeah, there are no more clues to find, 
have your own story if you can, but if you end up having several story beats that are very similar to someone else's, that's totally okay too. Uh, this is the first time I've run a mystery in this style, so I, I'm sure that there will be some bumps that go along with it. My initial intention was for each of you to kind of take a one of those four locations that you could search. I right. think we should split the party. And this is a safe place to do that. That's kind of yeah, I designed this as a place to be split. Let's split up and find whatever we can. Um, uh, I think Zara, why don't you go look for tracks around the clearing? I don't think she should. Why? I think she should go look in the tent. I think. Well, she's she, she's the woods is her the woods is her preferred terrain. She is much more observant than any of us, so in the tent would probably be best for her. I understand the logic. It's up, yes, it's up to Zara. I'm, I'm from. I would prefer to take the whole at. clearing. I would also prefer to take the whole clearing. Okay, I'll go so, look at the bodies. <laughs> I'll go to the fireplace. Okay, so fireplace, bodies was not a location. What are you thinking? That's right, outside, outside, the outside the tent. Outside the tent. Okay, um, so we got fireplace and outside the tent. So we just have inside the tent and clearing as a whole. Clearing inside tent. Would Zara be able to come out later and check the outside too? If I think the reason you're asking that is for crow's heads. Yeah. I will tell you now there's not crow's heads. So you don't need to worry about that as your reasoning behind searching. And even if there were, if someone else was taking it, they would pick up on the crow's heads. Um, I'll do the tent. Okay. Zara is inside the tent. Leon is the clearing. The outside of the tent is uh, Zimner and then Ari and his campfire. I do not care who wants to go first. It'll, it's it's honestly probably going to be easiest if we've got just one person going at a time and we just work through each of these individual areas one at a time. Um, so I don't care who goes first with that. Before, before, you got a question? Yes, before as we all walk up to, well, as the three, Zara, Arian, and Zimna walk towards the campsite, mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to you know start humming a bardic inspiration. Oh, okay. For Zara. Need it more, gamer. She has the highest clue count. That fine. I'll hum it to Arian. Are you she happy? She has a greater chance of getting more. I'll hum I it have. to. I'm humming it to Arian. Are you happy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank hey, you. I have minus one and plus zero to both the skills we use for this. I'm very sorry. Okay, plus five and plus zero. All right. Under my breath, I'm going to go. Arian is searching. Arian is searching. For some clues. Okay. Um, sorry, that was just my That one soul. was a little bit more rough. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, I know. They can't prepare. all be winners. They can't, they can't all, all be, be Zara. Zara, Justin Bieber. Uh, who is going to be going first? I I'll don't go care. first. Arian wants to go first. Uh, Arian, you were campfire, right? Yep. Okay, so See, you will be making a perception check to start off with. Okay, so Arian's kind of looking around, and one thing he's going to kind of do, because, you know, he's kind of new to all this magic stuff, and he's going to, like, close his eyes and start, like, kind of meditating, and in a way, because what is the weather like today? Because I know it's not, like, rainy. Yeah, I'm trying like, to remember what it is that Is I there any said. sort of breeze? That's all yeah. I need. Yeah, I feel like, especially since you're in a clearing, there's going to be a little bit of a breeze here yeah. that you wouldn't feel just walking through the jungle. So I imagine him closing his eyes and thinking about it and trying to feel where the wind is leading him and, like, asking the wind where to guide him. 
because this is something that's so out of his wheelhouse that he's like, I mean, I might as well try and rely on these powers in some form of fashion. Do you have like proficiency in Arcana? Yes. No. You do? No, no you don't. I don't. Hmm. That's why it's like no. No, this wouldn't be a thing. Do. Well, this wouldn't be a thing that he understands. So he's like, mm, sort of shot out in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that there's probably a little bit of like just from the the nature of magic, and he's kind of like leaning into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Like, if you had proficiency in Arcana, you could use that instead of yeah, a perception. Uh, um, it, it if, would actually detriment me to use Arcana right now. Okay. Instead um, of perception. Okay. <laughs> I was just doing it for flavor. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, sure, I like that. Um, but I got a three on the die, a six on the bardic, and I spent nine <laughs> luck points. So that's uh, 18. 18. Okay. How would you not steal my thunder, gamer? No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Pun is received. Okay, so for the campfire, here are the things that you see perception-wise. I'll tell you what the DC was It also, if you'd like, just so you know, like, how difficult it was to see these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that may kind of help everyone else out because they'll have a better idea of what I mean when I say moderate number. Um, That's what I imagine, 12. Actually, 12 was the first thing. Yeah. Um, the first thing is a DC 12 perception, um, and it was next to the fire pit, there is a spit that has been knocked over, um, and this spit has skewered on it a rabbit carcass. Also, uh, you can see there are several logs scattered outside the fire pit that, like, you know, normally when somebody puts stuff together for a fire pit, it's a little bit more organized. These ones are definitely not in any organized pattern whatsoever. Also a DC-12. Um, and then the last thing that you notice, and to get any more information on this stuff, you'll have to make other checks for it. So the last thing that you will notice is in the center of the fire pit, um, there is a boot print, and that was a DC-13. Okay, so spit knocked over, boot print. What was the second one? Lots of logs that have been scattered in kind of a mishappen like manner. around around it? the fire pit, not like very in, far away. Yeah. They're not in it, but they kind, kind of, of mishappened out. That's kind of what we'll you're investigate the logs first. Yeah, so roll investigation on those logs. One burning seven luck points make that a twelve. Okay, after kind of investigating these logs, you can tell that these logs had been um, all of these logs at one point had been in the fire pit um, and had been burned some so these were all logs that had been part of the fire initially and then at some point got scattered outside the fire pit um and Mm -hmm. their flames had gone out but they you know smoldered or whatever you're seeing charred marks all over these logs Mm. i'm gonna look at the boot print now okay damn i'm not even gonna burn luck points that's a five but i have it's a four that's a four i lied i have a investigation or perception no it's it's this is investigation yeah (laughs) so four um, yeah, uh, all you're able to really tell is that there is a, that this boot print is there and you're, you're having difficulty figuring out why there's a boot print there, like right. who stepped there or why. Now I want to look at the spit. Yes. And that one, um, I'm going to have you make an insight check for instead of an investigation check. Natural one. Holy shit. Oh. That's, a, that's a good day to be I am looking at things. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're getting all these out of the way now and yeah, they're not like in the middle yeah. of combat later in the session or I something. I prefer it there. Um, yeah, you, you're looking at this. It's 
a rabbit that's on a it's a rabbit carcass on a spit it had been cooked slightly and is now it's been knocked over for everyone uh, i don't care who keeps track of this because really only one of you needs to keep track of this one actual clue was found there so a plus one Um, okay, so we've got three other people left. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Okay, Zimner on the outside area of the tent, right? Yes. Make that perception check, brother. That is a perception. Where is my perception? Oh, that's an 18. It's alphabetical. I want you to remember that. Shut up. I, <laughs> I was trying to find the words. Okay. Um, I was going back from persuasion and performance. I was like, where is it? For you, sir. First thing, which was a... And 11 is what you needed for it. Um, you can tell that the tent flap, so the outside flap of the tent, has been totally shredded. Like something has just annihilated that tent flap. The other thing that you were able to tell looking around this um, is that this carcass that's laying next to the tent... Which um, is the animal or humanoid? It is the animal. The humanoid animal. is further out in the campsite, so that's not something that's technically part of your like area right. that you're searching for. The, this carcass that's laying next to the tent, you needed a 12 to find this one, All right. is big. Kind of rivals Aryan in size big. Definitely not humanoid, and it's rotting is the other thing that you're able to tell. Right. Can I right glean now. how long it has been there? Yes. So the for that, I'm going to have you make either a nature or survival check. Your call. Shit. What about medicine? What about medicine? Yeah, I don't know that medicine would be that, because that, that's more like looking at injuries and whatnot. Yeah, that's than a 12. 12 is exactly what you needed. Right. Um, so you are able to tell that this carcass belonged to a massive bear at one point, um, and you can tell that it has been laying here for a couple of months now and is not smelling great because of how much it's rotting. I need you to make um, an insight check for me now. Um, in the eight, actually. Actually, I'm going to burn luck points before you tell me. Five luck points to make that 13. That is exactly the number you needed for this insight check. You can tell that whoever it was that killed this bear mm -hmm. was an amazing marksman. And, like, they had to Rival be, Zora. like... Yeah, like, top of their game hunter to be able to bring down a beast like this and survive. That is also a clue. Um, you have one more thing that you saw, which was the tent flap shredded. Mm-hmm. Um, I will investigate that. I want to see if I can figure out which, what kind of animal did this, if the bear did it, or if, um, if that was something else that happened. Yeah, so make an investigation check for that. All right. That is a nine. I'm going to burn five luck points to make it a 14. Okay. Uh, for this one, you needed a 13, so you got it. You can tell that this was not an animal that shredded this tent flap, but it was, in fact, uh, several weapons had cut into this. Um, some of them spears, some of them swords right. um, had cut into this tent flap. Is there anything like my flesh after I got out of the spiky chains of the, <laughs> of the, um, the slavers? I don't know that you'd really be able to tell that, like the the comparison between your flesh and the, the tent flaps. The tent flaps is it's almost like, the same density. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah, uh, no, I don't think that that would be something Squishies. you'd be able to tell. But that is another clue. So, uh, 
from the stuff that you investigated there, sir, that's a plus plus three on top of that. So you guys are now up to four. So we've got Zara on the inside of the tent and Leon on the campsite outside. Okay. Who wants to do what? Okay. Okay. Uh, Zara on the inside of the tent. Go ahead and make a perception check as you enter. Oh, that's a small number. You may want to burn luck yeah, points. Yeah, I'm gonna burn. We're gonna burn seven luck points. Nine plus seven. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. So. Here's all the stuff that you see. The first thing, which you needed a tent for, uh, the inside of this tent is a mess. Like, just stuff is strewn everywhere. Clothing and weaponry and gear is just all over the tent. Everything's gone totally awry. You can also tell, you needed a 12 for this one, that there is some ichor um, that has been splattered on the inside flap of the tent. Um, and it's this is on the same inside flap that has been shredded um so you can see that there's splatter that had splattered back onto that uh you can tell on the floor of the tent you need a 13 for this there is a place like the ground has been stained by what you can assume was a pool of this black ichor that has been on the floor uh the next thing that you see zara is amongst this mess um, you can see a few papers, and one of them sticks out to you as being a pamphlet that, when you when you look at it, the top of it reads, Blackstaff Traveling Circus. Uh, you need a 13 to see that. You can see several long scrapes on the floor that are from near this cot that's on the inside of the tent, back toward that tent flap. Several long scrapes that have been drug across there, like six or seven. All of them a single straight line across the floor. Uh, you needed 14 for that one. And then the last thing that you can see is poking out from kind of the backside of underneath the cot, you can see a small ornate stone that you needed 14 to see this as well underneath the cot. We're going to go look at the stone. I figured that's probably what you were going to look at. Make an investigation check for that. going to use six luck points to make it a 14 exactly the number you needed. So here's what you're able to tell from this stone. As you kind of toss it over a little bit, uh, you re you recognize that this stone is an exact replica of the one that Rosaline showed you all when you were back in the Hunter's Brew Tavern initially. And sh when she was talking about, I tried to use my stone of far speech to contact my brother, this is the other stone of far speech. And you can tell from the angle and location of where this stone is at that the person who had been in this tent was attempting to reach out and grab this stone um, while they were laying on the floor during whatever encounter happened here. Okay. We're gonna... That is a clue, by the way. We're going to go look at that icker now, that black icker. Uh, okay. Are you talking the stuff on the inside of the tent flap or the place where it had been stained on the, on the ground? We'll do the, the stuff on the ground. Okay. So stuff on the ground, I'll need you to make an investigation check for me. 17. 
Yep, you need a 13 for that one. You have seen stains similar to this before, and where you've seen it is the Banderhobs that you guys have killed, the giant toad transports. You have you toad have toads. seen this same sort of stain where one of them has died before. Now we're gonna look at that pamphlet. Okay, for this pamphlet, you're actually not making the check for this one. Zimner is making the check for this one, and it's a history check, sir. All right. I'm gonna use three luck points to make it a 13. Yeah, 13 is not gonna cut it. So you guys are not gonna get any information um, out of this pamphlet, aside from that this guy had a pamphlet in the tent. Is that all I can do? Uh, you've Wait, still got the inside flap of the tent. Um, you can look at that in more in depth. Um, you can try to figure out why the inside of the tent is a mess. Um, let me see, what else have you not looked at yet? Oh, the long scrapes on the floor. Those are another thing that you haven't checked out yet. So you've still got three things that you can look at. Well, the tent flap. Okay. So you are going to have to make a couple of checks here for this one. This first one is just going to be a, a normal investigation check for you. Yeah, that's going to be seven. <laughs> Yep, you're, this was looking more specifically at the uh, like the droplets of the black ichor that you had seen on the tent flap. Didn't really get a whole lot out of that. I need you to make another investigation check with an automatic plus two on it because you're Zara. Hey, Dude. roll the pink one. <laughs> you have two dice. It's gonna be a four. Fuck. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, you didn't get anything from the inside of that tent flap. That's great. Yeah, I mean, you guys are still getting a decent number of clues. Three of the so you've got clues. mess and scrapes left, Zara. I'll do mess. Okay, uh, this one will be making an investigation check, trying to determine why everything's a mess. 16. Yep, for this, you can tell that something with very large webbed feet was inside this tent at some point and had totally caused a ruckus and disturbed things. Um, given the previous clues that you found, you're pretty sure that a Banderhob was in here at one point and had just destroyed the inside of the tent, essentially. Okay, then I have what left? The long scrapes across the floor. All right, let's go for that. Make an investigation check. For Five. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah, you're not going to be able to... There's scrapes! Not going to be able to get anything out of that one. Um, so I think on the whole, before we went to Zara's stuff, we had, what, four, I think? Mm -hmm. And four. now we should have one, two, four, we have four, we have six three. Now. We have six now. You should have, okay, so it would have been three from before, so yeah. So you guys are up to six, a plus six total. On the whole. Okay, Ryan had one. One, yeah, two, three. 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 She has three. Oh, she has three? Then. She has so two. seven. No, she, ha she, oh, has, she, she has, has three. Two. She has three. Oh. Okay, right, right, right. So you guys are up to seven, a plus seven on your total. Um, lastly, but not leastly, because he's got a lot of potential clues, is Leon on the entire campsite as a whole. Don't fuck it up. These Vanderhobs have a totalitarian government, right? <laughs> hey, you, that's getting cut out. It's getting cut right the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked that one. 
Um, I might leave in the jokes if we're cutting it out. The, yeah, <laughs> leave it all in. I like that. Um, make a perception check, sir. Don't fuck it up. 19. 19? Damn. Okay. It, looks, it looks single digits from over here. And I was like, really? This dude has like a plus five or six. So well, even then, I still could thought it was single digits. Okay, so first thing, and you needed a 12 for this one. 12 was your lowest DC. You can notice that there was a heavy amount of foot traffic leading through the trees toward the bushes and then also a path through the jungle beyond. You also can tell, and this is something that is already doubled up, and I think that somebody, yep, somebody already got this one. It's that the tent flap is terribly shredded. So we, yep. I'm just going to mark that off as something that's already been taken care of. You can tell that the humanoid corpse that's laying a few yards from the campfire, that humanoid, humanoid corpse has an arrow in what would have been the eye, and then the rest of the bones have been picked clean, but that this person is wearing armor that belongs to the Black Sheep. You can see all over the campsite, and you need a 13 for this, there are very deep boot prints all over the campsite. You can see, oh, this is something that's already been doubled. It's the, the large carcass rotting near the tent, and mm -hmm. that's stuff that Zimner already covered. You can see... You needed a 15 for this one, that um, there was, it, that the stump that's kind of nearby the fire that was for sitting on has been knocked over. You can see the the same sort of logs thing that had already been covered by Aryan, um, where some of the logs had been inside the fire at one point and burned out. And then the last thing that you are able to see, because you hit the 17, um, is you can see a small piece of black fabric in some of those heavily disturbed bushes where there's a lot of foot traffic. All right, so out of all of those things that Leon sees, his eye fixes on the black fabric. <laughs> yeah. And darts on over there. Okay, uh, I'm going to have you make an investigation check as you're kind of looking at this fabric. 21. What in the hell? Hell yeah, brother. Um, Someone needed a roll good. <laughs> You can tell um, that this tiny little piece of fabric is, it bears the insignia of the black sheep and somebody who was fleeing this campsite got caught on one of, it got caught on one of these bushes and ripped off of what they were wearing. That's a clue. Let's see, over there there's also, because you're kind of in that area right now, um, there's the stuff that deals with the foot traffic and people running through this path and whatnot. So uh, go ahead and make a history check for me while you're over there. 13. Good. Um, you can tell after following this path a little ways, um, you can tell that it's actually a path that you took, and coincidentally all the rest of them took, when you guys were traveling from the town of Vinzor to the town of Swinemouth. Um, it's kind of some foot traffic. So it's something that like you guys had been through here before. Mm -hmm. um, so it, this, essentially, the there's the clearing, and then there's a very heavily trodden place where lots of people ran through the bushes, and that spits you out right at the footpath between Vinzor and Swinemouth. So some people went back to, a, to more of a, a main road. That is a clue. Let's see here. You still got some other stuff you can look at. You've got the stump near the fire that you can take a look at. Check out You've the got... stump. Okay, let's do that. Um, and that was the 15 DC that you needed. 
Make an investigation check for me. 20. Needed a 15 on this investigation check to get the clue. Uh, so good job. You can tell that um, the reason that this stump has been knocked over is not because like somebody kicked it over or whatever. It's because the person who had been sitting, sitting on it, presumably the person who also was like turning the spit on the fire initially, stood up really fast so fast that they knocked over and this is not like a small stump for sitting on this is something that's pretty stable that for the most part you're not going to knock over they stood up with such speed um whenever this whole encounter kind of kicked off that they ended up knocking the stump over in in the process so when you say stump i think like a tree stump it's not actually a tree stump it's like okay. a log okay so like, i'm saying stump is... because like Logs in the fire stump that you're sitting on. Okay. So I'm trying like, to di differentiate between the two. But there in are reality, roots in the ground, no, 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 no. stand reality up fast <laughs> enough that it falls. She over. just knocks over a whole tree. No, that's what um, I got. That's what I thought at first, and I was like, oh wait. A minute. Yeah, no. This is like, like I don't know if you guys have ever really gone camping before, but like when you've got one of those big, like foot diameter, or two foot diameter logs that. Is not very tall, but, but it's, it's pretty heavy. wide, and you sit down on it. Yeah, it's heavy. Like You're not thick. Yeah, and it, the idea is you sit on it because it's comfortable to sit on. And this dude stood up quick enough in an enough of an urgent manner that he knocked the whole thing over and whatever his motions were. So that is a clue for all of you. Let's see. You've got deep boot prints. You've got humanoid corpse, and that's it Didn't in terms of stuff that you can still look boot at. Prints? Or no, He's not. Yeah, okay. Let's check out those boot prints. Okay. Uh, for the boot prints, I need you to make a an investigation check for me. Natural 20. <laughs> With your mods is like a 20 26. Six. <laughs> Holy shit. Which is double the investigation score that you needed. Um, so I'm actually going to give you a boost on the insight check that you have to make after, um, <laughs> after this. Um, Somebody needed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so for the investigation check, this is a clue you are able to tell that these prints um, were made when the ground was really, really muddy. And the other thing you're able to tell from this is that these prints are very old, like a couple months old. So it's clear that like even rains that have happened recently, other just wildlife walking through this campsite haven't disturbed these boot prints enough because somebody stomped down so hard when it was so wet that it really heavily splattered stuff everywhere. It's like months ago old enough that like when we were traveling through that could have been an Aryan boot print or like we oh, never came here yeah you've never been to this spot before and it is months ago like pretty feasibly you could tell that it's probably been here longer than you guys have been adventuring together okay insight check uh that you've got to make now for this i'm going to give you a natural plus two on it for having Blanking. just doubled the we're going to expend three luck points to make that a 13. Okay. You beat the DC uh, by one. <laughs> you can tell, and this isn't going to seem like much of a clue at first, but this was one of those clues that leads to another clue, just like seeing the boot prints and figuring out what they were about led to this clue. So this is going to be a clue, but you can tell that very, very recently, before these boot prints had been made, it had rained. Like, that day, it had rained pretty heavily during, like, the wet season of Uklesh, essentially. Because you guys are living in a rainforest, essentially. Now, Zimner is going to make a history check. Alright, that's better. 19. What the hell, I'll give it to you. 
Um, the fuck? <laughs> Neighbor. Yeah, this was a really high DC. Um, My best role of the fucking night. Zimner. Um, yes. This is happening like after he's giving clue, his information on stuff to all of you later on when right, you gather so back up. You're thinking back to, like, he goes, oh, a couple of months ago it rained really hard in this area and then massive boot prints were made here. Zimner, you remember a time when you were previously in this area. The circus a couple of months ago uh, was in Vinzor and while you were there it rained really hard. So hard that you guys actually had to cancel a couple of shows for a couple of the days that you guys had been in Vinzor, uh, which made Blackstaff kind of pissed. So that is also another clue. Um, now the last thing that you've got is the... The skelly bob with... Mm-hmm. The shish kebab, yep. Yep, the skelly bob. So for that one, I'm going to have you make a medicine check. Let's we'll expend five luck points to make that into a 14. Okay. Uh, you beat the DC. You can tell a couple of things here, and both of these together are one clue. Both of these things I'm about, that I'm about to tell you together are one clue. First off, you can tell that the arrow through the eyeball, the only injury that this man sustained before dying. It, it was just instant kill shot. Two, you can tell that this person was an orc, and therefore not the person that you guys are searching for. Because the person you're searching for is the human brother of Rosaline. And that is a clue as well. So you guys had a seven before, or a plus seven before, and, and that should bring it to one, 15. two, three, four, five, six, seven is what I've got here. So up to 14. Including yeah, his. 15, including mine is 15. Oh, yeah, here it is. I missed one of my plus ones. Yeah. Right here. One, two, yeah. 15. three, four, five, six. Yeah. Okay. Holy hot fuck. All right. All right. Um, Has everyone so, shared their information? So you guys, is that somebody stepped in the fire really hard at some point during this whole thing. Good job. Why would someone step in a fire? You think I got any fucking clue? Okay. Why do I go zippity zapping? <laughs> <laughs> um, so at this point, you guys have shared all of the information that you guys have got. Um, so like that's why everybody has the same plus 15 on clues. All right. Now it's time for all of you to try to figure out what you think happened that night. What Ari and thinks we'll go, or what Eli thinks? Yes. What, not necessarily what your character thinks, but what you as a person think. So got this it. is like, this Black is strange because it's metagaming technically. Black but, staff killed him. Um, yeah. Uh, that's an interesting so, strat. In as much de detail as you possibly can, um, we'll start with, we'll just go the same order that people did their checks before, unless, like, Eli's not at all ready to f try and tell me what he thinks happened. But Eli would be first, then Jake, then Caitlin, and then Jeremy. Uh, I think Roland, you know, took a break from his hunting, went to a circus show over in. The other Venzor. town, Venzor, over in Venzor, you know, had a good time, brought back a pamphlet and was like, you know what, maybe I'll tell my friends and family about it. They'll be in town for the next couple of days, you know. He's like, you know what, now that I'm home and it is an appropriate time of dinner, because typically they do their shows in the afternoon, as we all saw, he was like, you know what, let me uh, sit down to roast the old rabbit, you know, as they say. And, you know, while he was Jay chilling there, minding his own fucking business, 
my associate over here, Zimner. I'm just kidding. It wasn't him. Um, was it though? I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> Look me in the eyes right now. I already know all the information I need to know now. <laughs> the information you need to know is Jake has absolutely no idea if it was Zimner or not. <laughs> Let's continue with my story. Um, this dude was Jay chilling, eating, and then maybe, I don't know when the stomp and the fire occurred, whether that was trying to put the fire out after the fight or rather trying to put the fire out at the start of the fight, all I know is it got put out at some point or stomped on for some reason. This dude stood up. People were coming through. He yeeted the fuck out of one orc. And then after he immediately hit it, he ran, tried grabbing the <coughs> stone, and <laughs> <laughs> tried getting a hold, but then got gobble-gobbled up by a bander hob and made their way back. That's my theory. Okay. Jake, what you got? All right. I think that what happened here was what the fuck? Roland. Roland heard his, heard something wrestling in the bushes, stood up super fast, saw that there were slavers. His bow was on the other side of the fire pit. So instead of going around, he just whomped right through it, grabbed his bow, tuck and roll, tuck and roll, come up Hawkeye style to draw an arrow shink the other arrow in the back, sees that there's more of them and that he's outnumbered, runs back to the tent before a banderhob is like trying to get into the tent and he tries to fend it off but probably stuck a couple arrows into the banderhob but didn't didn't kill it because it's a big toady boy. And then um he got he was a banderhob or a slaver grabbed his feet. Maybe he uh maybe he was like caught around the feet with a chain. And like fell on his onto his stomach. His bow was on the. He dropped his bow and was trying to reach for the stone of far speech. I think that he got a couple swipes in with like a dagger or something. In there was a fight with the Banderhob into the tent because of the splatters, and that there was Banderhob blood. So he must have gotten a couple arrows off or had a hunter's knife or something that he slashed and tried to defend himself. While trying to get to the Stone of Far Speech, I think that's the Stone of Far Speech to to um, his sister. Because she said that she had had one and he wasn't picking up for any time that he tried. And then I think the slavers were trying to help out the Banderhob by slashing at the slashing at the tent with their swords. And then, because I think he had just killed that bear and the rabbit then. And then the other corpse explains the the... I mean, Slaver that was dead. But then they dragged him in chains or in the Banderhob. Well, they didn't drag him in chains because there's no chain marks or, like, signs of a struggle there. But they took him in the Banderhob to Venzor, where the Blackstaff Circus was. And the Blackstaff Circus is an undercover, like, is a cover for the Black Sheep Slaver. Greetings, Earth humans. Uh, it's me, your dungeon master, JJ Odin, 
and I am here to discuss things of the ad break nature with all of you today. Uh, so I guess we'll jump right in and start off with sponsors. First, I would like to say on behalf of our group of Dungeons and Dragons players slash people who roll lots of dice, um, that you should go check out our friends over at Dice Foundry. Right now, they are promoting the new Violet Blossom dice set. These are handcrafted dice with a beautiful design of golden flakes and tiny violet flowers. Um, as someone who rolls lots of dice and really cares like specifically what kind of dice I am rolling, um, the stuff that they produce in with Dice Foundry is phenomenal. Every single set of theirs that I have looked at has been the most gorgeous dice. I Dice? Dice set? Dices? dies um that i have ever ever seen and i honestly cannot wait to get my hands on a pair of these to start rolling um in session uh if you are interested in seeing kind of what their merchandise is you can find them on instagram at dice foundry and if you decide you know i would really like to go ahead and purchase some of these dice um, or you just want to skip the whole looking at photos and then trying to go somewhere else to, to actually purchase the dice, and you just want to look at photos and then be able to purchase it immediately, you can find their shop at etsy.com slash, slash shop slash dice foundry question mark ref equals seller dash platform dash mc nav. Follow us on social media at roll4.initiative on Instagram. And you can also find us uh, on Twitter at roll for tweets um, Again, that's on Instagram. You can find us at Roll4.initiative. And on Twitter, you can find us at roll for tweets If you feel so inclined, you can tweet about us using the hashtag Roll4Tweets uh, for the chance to have a character on the show. We've already had a uh, one person who has done this. They now have a character on the show. That's Jaeger for those who um, missed the ad break in, la in the last episode. And um, you will be seeing Jaeger again in a future episode. And I got to tell you, we've got lots of options for future characters coming up, um, both in this arc and in future arcs. So if you want a character on this show, please tweet at us. I want to take a moment here and just thank all of you that are listening so much for listening. We as a group really enjoy playing Dungeons and Dragons and then putting that out there for other people to listen to. And anybody who has made a podcast before or anybody who has played Dungeons and Dragons before knows that both of these things take a lot a lot of time to do. Um, dungeon Masters take forever to put together stuff for their players, and people who edit podcasts take a lot of time to edit podcasts. Eli was talking about it takes nearly a dozen hours or more per episode um, for him to put stuff together for it so that it's something that we feel comfortable putting out there for all of you to listen to. So just the fact that you're listening means a lot. But because of the amount of time that it takes, we would really appreciate it if you would, one, tell other people about us, uh, whether that's on social media or just like face to face talking to your friends. Um, and two, we would really we would really appreciate it if you would rate us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Um, it'll really help our show to gain more traction so that more people can listen to us. Um, and that will make it more fun for us to continue to put out this podcast. Uh, our next episode should be out one week from today on July 31st. 
And I think that's all I've got now. So that's when I will see all of you two-legged beings once again. Thanks. Bye. Caitlin, what is it that you think happened? So he either got stolen by the slavers or um, the circus came and kidnapped him. They're two different things. I know. Okay, that's your <laughs> your explanation. Yes. Okay, and lastly but not leastly, Jeremy, I want to hear your because you you got something. You said after everyone else left the room earlier for our break, you said something about like. You've got, you've got a, a theory that nobody else has addressed yet, and I don't even know what it is, but I'm excited to hear what it is. So what, what do you got, Jeremy? So here's my thought. Roland went to the circus, okay? and this was before he found a campsite or anywhere he wanted to stay. Yeah. I will say that right there is wrong. This is his favorite camping spot. He's been here Well, like, I understand, before. but like for that particular day. Oh, okay. not That's fair. gone out okay. into the woods yet. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. He, instead, he went to... I'm saying he has not gone hunting yet. He went to the circus and um, there's kind of just spend the day a little bit. Uh, listen to the, or watch the, whatever the name of your circus is. Blackstaff Traveling Circus. Blackstaff Traveling Circus. And he's like, eh, maybe, maybe this could be something I'd be interested in. So he takes a pamphlet and he heads back and starts preparing because he wants to go hunting and to do some stuff. Okay, so at this point he's collected and he has his campsite prepared and everything. Whereas the circus is missing a bear. <laughs> so he's sitting there and one of his good friends who happens to be wearing one of these black sheep cultist robes Armor. They're not cultists, they're slavers, brother. Whatever, slavers, slavers armor. whatever the point is, Roland is buds with this man, and he shows up, and they're both chilling at this campsite. Okay. In which uh, Blackstaff and his crew figure out, okay, <laughs> this bear is missing, we need to find it. So they're eventually wandering through the woods, and they see Roland and this man sitting at this campsite, and they think perhaps they stole the bear. Okay. Yeah, so they go back and report it, at which point, because they saw the killed bears chilling, uh, just the carcass sitting there. So Blackstaff gets mad and sends his horde of orcs after them. The fuck? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> which caused a, a, a wee bit of a ruckus. In which Roland gets followed by the toad taxi, 
And let's back the fuck up real quick. <laughs> Where did Blackstaff get a bander hop? Um, I will say, uh, just for story's sake, the orc thing really isn't that far fetched. Like the guards at I the circus had, are orcs. orcs. So help, help us. That's not that far out there. That's not. Yes, uh, Roland's friend. Uh, Roland gets swallowed by the the toad transport, the toad taxi, and his friend is like, "Oh no, I need to eat myself out of here." Runs away, is fleeing these orcs, and um, thus was that. But Blackstaff actually was responsible for kidnapping Roland. I like. Oh I actually really like that story. Um, is it true? Too bad it's wrong. But <laughs> I am not. not DM. You don't know. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell any of you yet which story was the closest of all of them. Because you got a roll. Because um, you got a roll yet. Um, <laughs> and because I'm not telling you who was the closest yet, I am not telling you who is getting bonuses to their rolls, because all four of you are rolling insight here. All four of us roll? All four yeah, of you roll. Oh, all four oh, of you get that 15. plus 15. Plus, plus your normal roll. modifiers. Oof, I like um, Give me a sec to get a marker out. Arian, what'd you have? 22. Leon? 33. Zimner? 26. And Zara? 27. Almost all of you beat the DC necessary for the cutscene. So, uh... What was the DC, can we ask? 27. So, um, I am now going to read a pre-written cutscene that I have here. Uh... We see a lean man seated on a small stump. His brown-haired, freckled face illuminated by the fire before him. As he slowly turns a rabbit over the open flames, he hums softly. Occasionally, he glances at the hulking bear carcass behind him on the muddy ground, smiling at the size of his kill. It is in one of these moments of prideful bliss that we witness another figure enter the picture. This figure wears dark clothing and treads silently closer and closer to the fire intent on, on accomplishing his mission's goal. As they draw closer to the flames themselves, we see the evil grin on this orcish slaver's face. The grin suddenly shifts to a grimace as the orc's footfall steps on a twig with a crack. In a flash, the man by the fire has already knocked and loosed an arrow, and the orc falls to the ground with a thud. The man peers over the fire in an attempt to discern what or who he just shot. Suddenly, the bushes around the clearing erupt in an uproar as more orcs come pouring out of the forest beyond. The man stands hurriedly and sprints for his tent. He must let his sister know what is happening. He must call for help. The man enters the tent moments before the first chains are thrown, shredding the tent flap. One of the orcs stomps out the fire, knocking the cooked rabbit to the side. In a puff of black smoke, a banderhob appears next to the tent and attempts to enter. Its body shudders twice as two arrows whiz through the tent flap. It stumbles into the tent and falls, dissolving rapidly. Inside the tent, we see the man standing with his bow ready to take on the attackers. 
He stands confident and proud, knowing his shots will be true. Without warning, a pair of chains zip through the tent, wrapping themselves around the man's waist and legs. As they are tugged, the man falls, dropping his bow while he struggles to reach the magic stone beneath his bed. Unfortunately, just as his fingers graze it, he is drugged from the tent and knocked unconscious by an orc's mace blow. The orcs bind the man, throw him over their shoulders, and begin sprinting through the woods. The last orc gathers the bow and arrows of the hunter before leaving, but unknowingly snags their cloak on the brush as they dash into the forest. The campsite, a once serene place, is now devastated while its owner, bound in chains, is whisked off into the night. XP uh, for solving the mystery and getting the cutscene. Uh, I don't know what that puts you guys at, or if that's not even close. No, nope. I didn't think it was a, a level up, but you get you just get a little bit of XP. I wish it was. Um, forty-five, eight, fifty. Yep. Speaking of which, what level are we? Eight, eight, still right. seven. Rosaline um, walks. Oh wait, hold on a sec. I actually have something I need to grab real quick. Zara, you're the one that picked that up. Is it his bow? Oh, I wanted to... Hold up. She doesn't have identify. No, she doesn't need to identify for this, because you already know what this is. It's the stone of far speech that connects yeah, but we the don't two know. of them. Okay. Oh, so so we technically so, didn't know that it connected the two of them. We can infer, neighbor. You figured that out because she talked about stone of far speech, and you guys know that I stone of far speeches are paired with one another, and they look identical. Okay, fine. So you found one that looks exactly like the one she showed you, and you were like, ah, this is the match. So Zara now has a way to contact Rosaline at any time. Oh, she left? Uh, no, Rosaline's still here. I'm just saying, like, yeah. Zara now has that stone that of force. Uh, I thought she was still here. Okay. Yeah, no, Rosaline's still here. She was kind of, like, poking around the campsite, but clearly doesn't have the expertise to figure any of this stuff out. She just runs a tavern. Now, Zara, I uh, think you better hand that stone over to me. And why should I? Uh, I'm being safer hands. Oh, really? You're on front line in a battle, I'm in the back. Nobody touches me, like, ever. Understandable, but I would be much more likely to survive. Uh, before we get into this, did you guys figure out what the hell's going on here? Because I got no idea. We think that the black sheep slavers might have taken Roland. Rosaline? Um, yeah? We, th we think that he they took him to the town, whose name I can't remember at this moment. Venzor. Venzor. We, we think they took him to Venzel and dragged him off. That's why there's so much... So our initial uh, suspicions proved true that this was the Black Sheep and not... Well, the Black Sheep armor. Leon, didn't you find it? Yeah, who's that? Is that dead guy out there in the middle of the field, my brother? No. no. Okay. Don't brothers, think so. See the tusks on the skull? Your brother's not an orc, is he? No, no. He's, he's a human. Your parents might have something to explain if that was your brother. Yeah, nope, nope. All right. Nope. You sure? Our parents are both humans, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I grew up with the dude, run a tavern with him. I'm pretty sure he's not an orc. All right. So Maybe he's like a were-orc. Okay. Well, so like, there was some variant of lycanthropy. Okay, hold on, Zimna. Before you get too far down this rabbit hole, <laughs> this is good news for you because it means that your brother's probably still alive. Oh, really? Yeah. Most likely. What? 
That's good. Did you guys find his Stone of Far Speech? Does, did he take yes. that with him? Yes. yes, and I'll be able to send you updates uh, when we get more information. Well, thanks. That's that's mighty kind of you. I have it. Well, you can just hand it over here real quick then. I'm good. I feel like Leon's voice would be a much more pleasant, you know, since he's used it a lot in his business furrings. Well, in the jungle, your vo- your vocal cords might not be accustomed to talking as much. I feel like Leon's voice would be a bit more soothing for a grieving sister. Uh, well, I mean, I do kind of like his voice. You, I rest my case. <laughs> Here you go. It is kind of right. soothing. I'm not really grieving right now because I just figured out my brother's not dead. I just well, haven't worrying. seen him for worrying. a couple months. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I'm worried. He does have a very calming yes. voice, though. You know who else? Yes. Well, he if has you many ever, more calming features. If you ever need a shoulder to lean on, I'm here. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm ready to get dinner. That's what time it is right now. Uh, it's getting close. Yeah, it's toward yeah. the end of the afternoon. So. All right. All right. <laughs> Why don't we go look for something for dinner back in town? Would you well, care to join us, Rosalind? Have... That sounds like a good idea. We have bacon. Well, uh, I do. I do have the the tavern. I gotta open up. Let's see. Oh, well, um, well, we can just eat at your tavern then. Ooh. Uh, about that. Uh, let's try not to get in a fight tonight. Uh, yeah, Zimner? I would appreciate it, Zimner, if you'd shut if that you're... pie hole that mm-hmm. you call a mouse. Mm-hmm. Stop I mean, flapping that not... like your ass cheeks in the wind. Because I gotta tell you, I want to keep tavern, and you picking fights with high-ranking cultists in my tavern, not tall, gonna fly over. How tall is Rosalind? Hey, hold on. <laughs> not that tall. Okay, so I'm gonna... Is she shorter than Zebner? Can I oh, interject sure. before he does shit? I'm trying to bring up a point. What? Remember what we talked about? Stick with us. Okay? Okay. We care about That's you. Fine. Oh, and Rosalind? Yeah. I flex my hand and make my disguised self look like I don't have a mouth. (laughs) And I lean down and whisper into her ear. Six luck points, sir. Thank you. I lean down and whisper into her ear. For your information, my ass cheeks don't flap in the wind. I work on them daily. You all head back to the um, head back to Swinemouth, and you actually take a slightly different path this time because there is the path that has been very heavily trodden through the woods that is actually a little bit quicker and easier to go through. Um, you don't have to cut through the underbrush like you did on the way there, so you actually get back a little bit quicker than it took you to get to the campsite. Uh, y'all get back. Where is it that you're planning on going to dinner at? Are you just eating the at the, the tavern? Is there any other? Yeah, her tavern. Yeah, Coolio. I like that idea. Disguise myself as. Are you going to be the the dark haired individual that you had been the, no. the previous night, or Why someone else? No, no. Like, we've all seen you. Everybody in town has like seen you, and the cultists haven't seen you, so they're just like, oh, it's not that same fucking kid we saw. Well, I don't want them to think that a three horned tiefling in. But two of their four camps, who... They don't know about you specifically. But they know about us. And I'm a three-horned tiefling is pretty... I've never seen another one. Have you? 
Okay. I haven't seen any of you before. That's fair. Anyone else? Uh, another little thing. I am using the rest of my sorcery points to get back my fourth level spell slot. <laughs> okay. Um, Never know when I'm going to need it. So yep. I... I, um... I shift into a triton male. Okay. A male triton with blue skin and some um, seafoam green scale male. Okay. You all arrive back in Swinemouth uh, much faster than it took you guys to get like to the campsite. Um, partly because you didn't have to fight a pack of wild boars and an owl bear on the way back, and also because you're able to take a more well-trodden path uh, on the way back instead of cutting through the underbrush. So it saved you some time. Uh, you get back just before dinner time, and then uh, Rosaline opens up the ta- uh, opens up the tavern for the night. She has already made all of the preparations uh, to like have it ready to ready to roll. Um, there's the new Othniel's ales um, ale casks up behind the counter. She's already got um, some food. Some of the like the cold food appetizer type things, those have already been prepared, um, so she doesn't have to worry about that because she took care of all that this morning while you guys were in, um, investigating the cultist base or trying to figure out where the cultist base was. Are you interested in what the the ales are for the night? I will tell you these are different ones than we've ever had before. Yeah, that's good. Um, so your two ales uh, for the night, one of them is a tan cask and it's got a the emblem on it is a giant oak tree. And then the other one is a made of a chestnut wood, and there is a dwarven beard on it. Their names are Oaken Whisper and Dwarven Legend. Speaking of which, where's our? Who was it? Jaeger. Jaeger, Jaeger your dwarven friend that yeah. you guys have met, um, still sleeping. Oh, that's wonderful. One dwarven legend, Rosaline. I don't think Arian is going to drink tonight. Oh, sorry. I don't think he's in a partying mood. One dwarven legend, Rosaline. All right, coming right up. Um, That'll be 25 gold pieces. But, but, you guys did help me out today, so I'll discount that down to 15 for you. 15 gold pieces. Yeah, I'll I'll eat that leftover. That leftover bit. Um, All right. Then she serves this up to you. Thank Um, you. Go ahead and uh, make your constitution saving throw to see how drunken you get. Oh, that's a six. Uh, yeah, so you're going to gain that first level of exhaustion. Um, I have one. Or not exhaustion, of, uh, of drunkenness. drunkenness. Not bad. Uh, fuck the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, um, I believe, a minus two. You actually should have rolled this out. Oh, yeah, no, it was, no. No, because it was a saving throw, not, um, not skill check. Um, oh, shit. This oh, you should have oh, been wrong. This out. I mean, it's the okay. only difference okay. was like... Two or three clues. Yeah, and yeah. even with the minus three clues, uh, you guys would have got it. So it's I'm not gonna roll back and get that. Sorry. Um, now make another Constitution saving throw to see which type of effect you glean from this. That's a fifteen. You feel as you drink this ale, um, as it goes down, it just sits for an abnormally long amount of time in your stomach. Feels really heavy. Mm. Um, and then you feel the urge to barf, which you don't normally have to do after getting just a little bit tipsy, but then you do barf. Um, back, just a little bit, back into the into the pint. You, you're able to contain it. Um, and for the next 24 hours, you have disadvantage on constitution saving throws. That's wonderful. You know, everyone, I was really hoping 
that we'd find just another owl bear. Not because it would kill me, but if we would have just fought one more, we could have leveled up. <laughs> it would have been wonderful. He must be speaking in tongues. <laughs> what are the rest of you doing? Just hanging oh, out? Oh, I said that all in Infernal. So nobody... <laughs> <laughs> so none of you understood it. Yes, nobody understood what I was saying. Uh, is he okay? Oh, he's fine. This happens all the time. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Just wave my hand. It has it. been a long day for him. Uh, yeah, I'd say it prob- pro- probably has. Um... Zimna, buddy, you really think drinking's a good idea right now? Absolutely. Oh, sorry, I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, God. Uh, sorry. Another one, please. So, um, uh, I think it's time to move I think on. we're going to cap you there, brother. Another one. No. No. I shift my disguise back. My eyes glow red. I said another. Yeah, that doesn't work on this no, game. No, not really. What's a game? Um, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta serve him because he's technically a patron, and we kind of need some, some, some money. Um, I'll pay you to not serve him. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna. It's five platinum. I dropped ten platinum. Uh, okay. Here's the deal. I'm just gonna let you boys keep your platinum. Um, well, Zimner, I'm actually gonna take. Uh, two two of yours for for another one of these um, dwarven uh, le- legends. Um, and then she pours you another one and hands it over to you. Also, I I'd hate to trouble y'all, but are any of you any good at um, cooking? I am phenomenal at cooking. Uh, well, I could I could use some help with that. Um, well, I'll help you anytime. We kind of don't have a cook right now because, you know, my brother's been missing for a couple months, so... Say um, no more! Leon gets up, walks into the kitchen with a purpose. Um, do you have proficiency in cooking utensils? No. Not at okay. all. Okay! <laughs> um, I'm about to. Uh, I... <laughs> I think what is going to happen here is... Uh, I feel like cooking should be a constitution check because... Oh, and I'm going to, before he goes in there, I, I drunkenly hold up my tanker and go, Winner over, Leon! <laughs> You're inspired. Um, okay, I like that. Uh, so Leon walks back in there, puts on the apron, and is going to start making constitution checks here in a little bit for uh, for the, the food that he's putting out. Zimner, I need you to make a constitution saving throw against this dwarven legend. You have it with a minus two and disadvantage because of the dwarven legend drink from before. That's wonderful. That is a two total. You gain the next level of drunkenness, which now means you have, for the next hour, disadvantage on all saving throws. <laughs> um, and <laughs> you've already failed for the dwarven legend once, so I'm not going to make you uh, roll for it again uh, because you're going to fail the DC. Vomits a little bit more this time, and a lot more tipsy. Uh, go ahead and make that Constitution check, Leon. In that in that back kitchen, you've strapped on an apron. Uh, you've grabbed some. Use your bardic inspiration. I'm not, I'm not. I'm doing just a little thing before you get into that. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Arian's gonna be like, I'm not very hungry. I'm just go upstairs. Arian, wait. We're having so much fun. Then I'm We're having. Okay. Fun. But Arian leaves the bar um and there are a few people who are starting to come in the the work day is over um so there are some people 
who are entering um, to start eating, drinking a little bit, um, but similar in a similar fashion to the previous night. There's not a whole lot of conversation that's like audible taking place, and there's like one minstrel who is playing a little bit, but he's kind of playing sheepishly and really quiet and isn't really that good at what he's doing. Um, now, Leon, make that constitution check. Let's see how good you are at cooking back there. 25. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you you prepare the first dish for one of these patrons, um, and I think it's probably going to be some of that boar that everyone killed earlier today. Um, and it's it's a, it's a not bacon. It's just another cut of the boar. Uh, just a, a big old ham hock is what you ended up making for this person. Um and you you sample it a little bit before you send it out, as every good cook should. And you just, oh, this is divine. And then pass it through the front. Um, Rosaline takes a look at it and goes, well, that's the, that's the nicest looking pig I think I've ever seen somebody fry up. Wow. Um, well, you're okay. the nicest looking pig I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 Did you say that? Did you say it? Did you say that? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um... See that'd be some kind of maybe persuasion because you're flirting. Um, we should add, just start adding a new skill that is seduction. Yeah, so I think get your that's own just I think that's what. No, I'm... it's not. There's more that goes into seduction okay, than okay. just persuading somebody. Yeah, I, okay. I feel like Maybe that's probably going to be something that I'm going to go ahead and do right now. Is add in a seduction skill that you guys can become pro- proficient in if you really want to, um, and. Uh, I think, given previous encounters, Zimner's already going to be proficient in it. Yeah, but he's the only one who's going to be proficient in the seduction skill. So you're going to roll seduction, which is just going to be your charisma modifier. And I'm going to have you roll at disadvantage because you just called this woman a pig. He has his inspiration, um, though. He does have that inspiration. Oh, that's rough. We're going to dump all your luck points. 12 luck points. <laughs> oh my gosh! You can't stop this man. Um, to get a 17. Okay. What's uh, your bonus? Sorry. 16. A 16. Uh-huh. <laughs> you say that comment, she at first kind of... Uh, gosh, I don't know how to describe the look that she gives you. Like, a that was a weird compliment. But then, like, she smiles a little bit. And you realize that, like, she, as, as weird as it was, she has realized that that is your way of, like, showing your affection toward her. Oh, gosh. I really, just because you said that, and it's so true to character, I do need to give you four luck points for that. Um, I know you burned 12, but you should get four luck points back for that. She then serves that, that ham hock, and you can, you can tell that, like, she's in a little bit of a better mood now. Anything from you, Zara? Because we haven't heard anything from you yet. Are you up in the rafters like you wanted to be that first night? She's going to follow Arian upstairs and make sure he's okay. Okay, yeah, let's do a scene up there. Um, so, Arian, I'm assuming you've gone to your room? Yeah. Okay. So um, there's going to be a soft knock because she doesn't want to like, bang the door down. Yeah. But, you know. So Zara walks up the stairs. Arian's already up there in his room, door shut. And um, What's the time frame... Like, what time is it? Well, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, how long did it take her to get up there? Um, was she following on I'll kind of leave that up to you, Zara, but I, I was thinking somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, five to ten minutes. Yeah, like, you gave it a comfortable amount of time, and then you thought about it, and like, ah, he's really probably not feeling great. I should go talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you softly knock, you do not get a response. 
So she knocks a little louder. There's no response. She knocks harder. Steal nothing. There's still no response. She opens up the door. It's locked. Okay. <laughs> I follow up the stairs because I was actually going to go to bed. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, so as Zara is sitting there banging on this door, Zimner hobbles his way up the stairs. They're, they they creak beneath his stumbling, drunken feet. That's very um, loud. Orient. Is this door locked again? Yes. Oh, I can pick it. It's fine. Sure. Just move over. I'll pick uh, it. I'll pick it. Yeah, make that... Uh, pick... You, you've got Thieves' Tools, yes? Yep. Yeah, so use the Thieves' Tools with your decks. Um, Disadvantage. With disadvantage, yeah. Um, that's a 14. Yeah. Um, disadvantage. Wow. Okay. Plus six. Yeah, and even if, with if because I think it technically would have been a minus two because of the first level 12. of drunkenness, but a 12 would still beat the, the 10 that is the lock on these tavern doors. Um, so Yoo-hoo! Zimner, even in a drunken state, picks the lock. <laughs> Pick the lock and open the door. You. Sorry, I have to let him know Daddy's home. <laughs> just passes out on the floor. Uh, yeah, that happens. <laughs> I just like my horns first. Just <clears throat> cracks the horn. Nope, I don't crack the horn. I just want to. I don't it. fucking crack the horn. <laughs> Here, I'll roll percentage for it. No. Yes. Low. I rolled a thirty, but that wasn't low enough. So you're okay. Thank you. you don't scare me like that. This door has now swung open. Um, Zimner has crashed into the floorboards and is just <laughs> sawing logs. And you look about the room and it is perfectly orderly, orderly. And aside from the disorderly Zimner on the floor, there's not another person in this room. The back window is open, though. We're going out that window. Okay. Uh, Actually, no, we're going to look out of it first. You're looking so out the window. Um, okay, you, you peer out this window, and are you, where are you looking when you look out this window? Just everywhere. You're just looking all over the place? Um, make a perception check for me. <laughs> Natural one! <laughs> oh my goodness, I love this. Damn. Um, you just peer out this window, and you're not seeing Aryan anywhere. Um, not seeing, like any tracks or anything that would lead you to where he had gone, if he had gone anywhere on the ground. Um, when you kind of like peer up over the roof, you're not seeing Aryan seated on the roof or the roof caving from where he stepped on, like you've seen in previous encounters on the roof. So yeah, that's that's your... Uh... Okay, well Zara's gonna think that if he's out, he probably wants to be alone, so she's gonna drag Zimmer to his room. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say that it'll take you a while, but you're able to do it. I'm not gonna make you make like strength checks or anything no, for it because it's not. Yeah, it's not like he's <laughs> he weighs 700 pounds. You could you could easily drag his limp body across the I floor. Let's head back down to uh, Leon. Um, make another Constitution check for the next ham slice that you that you cook up. Seventeen. That is good. Um, so this slice of ham, uh, you've got some sautéed vegetables that go along with it, just some foliage and other kind of like roots that grow in the area. Um, send out on, on another platter. And Rosaline looks at this, 
notes that it's still not quite as good as the previous one, but like now realizes that your cooking skills are not just like beginner's luck. Um, and she smiles and nods and like, you can tell that just like having this time with you and doing stuff with you has made her happier and kind of made her forget the stress of not knowing what the fate of her brother is. Um, she serves this out to the, the patron that's out there and, um, and it, the, the, the patron's very happy and you're, you're very happy and Rosaline's very happy and everyone is happy. Um, I think we're going to do one more skill check here. Um, well, well, I got, I got to do a little more thing. So, uh, we'll go skill check from Aryan. Um, and it's going to be, we'll go athletics. And I think I actually want to give you advantage on this one, given like what it is that you have told me you're doing. And I'm not going to tell you like the result of this role yet, because um, it'll happen later in a cutscene. I just want to know what the result is. Zara, what are you doing after you put Zimner to bed? She's going up to the roof. Going up to the roof. That yeah. that doesn't shock me. Um, just chilling and watching the sunset. That's Yeah, I, I like that. I'm not going to have you make any rolls for that back into session here. I'm still going to have you make that athletics check um, with advantage, um, but I know what your goal is now, so that's okay. different. With advantage, just strength check? Uh, athletics. 21. Okay. So now, with that roll, uh, and I kind of have an idea of how we're ending the night here. Um, so, once again, we see our party divided. Not in the same sense as before, where everyone is frustrated with one another like they were in Stratford um, several weeks ago. Uh, but instead, they're just divided because they all kind of went their separate ways tonight. We see Zimner snoozing soundly in his bed um, and sleeping, sleeping off that drunkenness and the tiredness of having not slept the previous night. Definitely will wake up with a little bit of a headache for sure from headbutting the floor and also the hangover. But... He is having lovely dreams of blade dancing in a, a, a cutesy little meadow somewhere because that's what Zimner's dreaming of right now in his drunken state. We see Zara perched on, the, on her rooftop above her room like she does so often, watching the sunset, thinking of all the times that she has spent watching sunsets from the tops of trees with her brother in the past. We see Leon cooking as no one expected him to be able to cook and cooking quite well, making an impression on Rosaline and at the same time kind of enjoying the, the, the cooking that he hadn't really thought to try before um, in his life. As as the night draws to a close and the, the tavern begins to shut down, Leon takes off his apron, now dirty and greasy from all of the food that he had cooked and prepared in the back, um, needing to occasionally wipe his hands as he got some on his hands. He takes off this apron and hangs it on a, on a hook that above it is marked with um, an R. Rosaline, who is out in the main room of the tavern, um, sweeping up a spill that had happened, mopping it all up, taking care of it. Notices him doing this, smiles slightly. Small, a small tear trickles down her face. She asks Leon, you know, I don't really have, um, I don't have another room available. 
You want to stay in mine? I would love to. She smiles, <laughs> blushes a little bit, goes back to, to cleaning up the mess on the floor as Leon helps to clean up the, the front room and the bar a little bit, and then the two of them head back to the, the main bedroom um, where she sleeps. And our camera pans out of the tavern a little bit. And we zip off into the woods a little ways. And out here, even hours after his sudden disappearance, we find Aryan angry, seething, repeatedly smashing his bloodied fists into a rock, screaming over and over and over again. No. Eventually, the rock breaks, but the damage has been done. Aryan has busted one of his hands, not the gauntleted one, but many of the bones in his other hand have now shattered. With the pain in his hand still seeming insignificant to the pain in his heart, he treks back to the tavern to spend the night in his bed, where he sleeps fitfully, angrily, and unhappily.